Welcome back to Shnai Mikra, the podcast series on Parsha Tashavua, sponsored by the Orthodox Union. This is Menachem Liptag, and this week I have the privilege and the challenge of studying with you Parsha Pamidbar. In today's show, we begin with the first Aliyah and the opening Pasuk. By the Ben Adunai Moshe, the Midbar Sinai Boamoid, God spoke to Moshe in Midbar Sinai from the Oamoid from the Tenth Meeting. Bechad Bechodesh Hashini, on the first day of the second month, Rosh Chodesh Iyar, Bashana Shenit, in the second year, let's say Tameretz Mitzrayim, the more, the second year since they left Egypt, with the following command. Recall that since the opening Pasuk of Sefer Vayikra, God has been speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu exclusively from the tent of meeting from the Oel Moed. Up until that time, he had spoken to Moshe Rabbeinu on Mount Sinai, or in the tent that was outside the camp. But after the Mishkan was assembled, from that time on, God has been commanding Moshe Rabbeinu in the Oel Moed. Here we have a command that's given on the first day of the second month. Let's see what that command is, and then we'll try to understand why is this command being given at this time. God commands Moshe to lift up the heads, or basically count the congregation of Israel according to their families and their households. Take a census of all the males according to their names. From age 20 and up, anyone who goes out to fight in the army. This seems to be a military census to know how many soldiers we have. You are now commanded, together with Aaron, to count them according to their mass numbers. To appreciate why this commandment is being given on the opening day of the month of Iyar in the second year, we need to review for a minute what's transpired in Har Sinai since Amisel arrived in the third month of the first year. Recall it's about six or seven weeks from the time that Amisel leaves Egypt until they arrive at Har Sinai. After several days at Har Sinai, they enter a covenant with God, either on the 6th or 7th of Sivan. After entering the covenant and receiving the Ten Commandments, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Har Sinai for the first 40 days, receives an entire set of laws, but when he comes down on the 17th of Tammuz, we have the incident of the golden calf. Moshe breaks the Luchot, he has to pray for another 40 days, God finally forgives them, he commands Moshe to go up on Rosh Chodesh Elo for the last set of 40 days, where he receives another set of laws, and finally, he comes down from Mount Sinai with the second Luchot on Yom Kippur, gathers the nation together, commands them in regard to building the Mishkan, most likely also commanded them about all the laws that he received in Har Sinai, and the rest of that winter, from Yom Kippur until Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Am Yisrael spend their time building the Mishkan. As we saw at the end of Sefer Shemot and the beginning of Sefer Vayikra, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, at the beginning of the second year, the Mishkan is assembled, God Shechina returns, and theoretically, we should now march from Mount Sinai and continue our journey to the land of Israel, just as God had promised when they left Egypt. However, because we just dedicated the Mishkan, we're going to have a 12-day Kiddush, where the leaders of each of the tribes has a special day where they bring a special offering, which dedicates the Mishkan and the Ohamoed. That brings us to the 12th or 13th of Nisan. The next day on the 14th of Nisan, we have to bring Korban Pesach. And then we read in chapter 9 that because certain people were not able to bring Korban Pesach because they were Tameh, they were spiritually unclean, God tells Moshe Rabbeinu to wait another month and those who could not bring Pesach on the 14th of Nisan can bring Korban Pesach on the 14th of Iyar. That takes us to the 14th of Iyar. And now, only two or three days later, on the 20th of Iyar, 
after everyone is offered Korban Pesach, the Anan, God's cloud of glory that covered the Mishkan, ascends, and the journey to the land of Israel begins as described in chapters 9 and 10 of Sefer Bamidbar. In other words, Amisel arrives at Har Sinai at the beginning of the month of Sivan, of the third month in the first year, and they leave Har Sinai in the 20th of Iyar in the second year, which means they're Har Sinai a year less 10 days. As almost all the commentators notice, the book of Abidbar appears to be out of order because the details of what happened on the first of Nisan in the second year, those are recorded beginning in chapter 7 in Parshat Naso, and they continue through Parshat Balotcha. Despite that, the book of Abidbar itself begins a month later on the first day of the second month. For the purpose of understanding today's Aliyah, it's important to know that this census is being taken between the first Korban Pesach and the second Korban Pesach. In other words, Am Yisrael should have left Har Sinai on the 15th or 16th of Nisan, or maybe the 20th, sometime at the end of the month of Nisan, after Korban Pesach was brought. But because of the people who desired to bring Korban Pesach or Tamei, we had to delay our travel for several more weeks. And in the interim, waiting for the people to bring Pesach Sheni, that is when God commands Moshe Rabbeinu, take a census, count the people, and know their numbers, most likely because we're about to leave Har Sinai and travel to conquer the land of Israel. That explains the date. But if that is true, it doesn't make sense that the census would be taken now. The census should have been taken much earlier before they brought Korban Pesach because they knew they were leaving. The question is even better because it did happen. If you recall from Parshat Pekudei, a census was already taken before the Mishkan was built. And based on the commandment in the beginning of Parshat Kitisa, what we call Parshat Shkalim, where every person above the age of 20 has to give a half a shekel, and the tally of all the money that was collected, and how that silver was used to make the sockets, the Adanim, for the Mishkan, that's all recorded in the beginning of Parshat Pekudei. But in the beginning of Parshat Pekudei, when we get the total numbers of how many people were counted, to our surprise we find the exact same total number before the Mishkan was built of 603,550, that's the exact same amount of people that are going to be counted in Parsha B'midbar, even though this census is being taken after the Mishkan has already been built in the second month in the second year. So to summarize, we have two basic questions. How could it be that the census that was taken several months before the Mishkan was built, how could that census be identical on Rosh Chodesh Iyar, almost a half year later, as recorded in Parsha B'midbar? Question number two, why is there a need to count the people again? We're going to suggest that both questions answer each other. The original census when the Mishkan was built was the official census. But for some reason, which we need to discuss, in the beginning of the second month, God commands Moshe Rabbeinu to take a recount to count the people once again. As we will explain, Moshe Rabbeinu does not need to know how many soldiers he has. He doesn't need to count the people. He needs to let the people know that they count. And I'd like to use that to explain Pasuk Bet, Suet Rosh Kodab Israel, lift up their heads to count them. Now as we begin our march to the land of Israel, the importance of every individual will become highlighted and every person needs to know that they count. This Mifkad, this accounting that Moshe takes to the people, is not simply to know the total numbers. We know those numbers already. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to command Moshe Rabbeinu, let's take advantage of this first Rosh Chodesh after the Mishkan was built. Let's make this a memorable event. Let's gather the people together for a Mifkad so that they know that they count and the future of the nation of Israel will depend on their behavior and on their readiness to follow God properly. With that in mind, let's continue now 
with Pasuk Dalad. Vitchem yiyu, Moshe and Aaron, as you count the people, together with you should be Ish Ish Lamateh, a leader from every tribe. Ish Rosh Levet Avotav Hu, each of these people who are going to be with you should be a leader of their tribe. Now God tells Moshe Rabbeinu who these people will be. These are the men, the important men, with the leaders who are going to stand with you. From the tribe of Ruvain, Elitzur ben Shedeor. Lishimon, Shumiel ben Tzurishadai. Liyuda, for the tribe of Yehuda, Nachshon ben Aminadav. Lishachar Netanel ben Tzuar. For the tribe of Zvulun, Lizvulun Eliav ben Chelon. Divnei Yosef, there are two tribes of Yosef. Leafrayim, Eli Shama ben Amihud. Limnashe Gamliel ben Pedatzur. Levinyamin Avidan ben Gidoni. Ledan, for the tribe of Dan, Achi Ezer ben Amishadai. Laasher Pagiel ben Ochron. Ulegad Eliasaf ben Duel. And finally, to the tribe of Naphtali, Achira ben Inan. Eile Kru'ei Haida. These are the leaders of the congregation. Nisi'ei Matot Avotam. These were princes of the tribes of their fathers. Rashi'i Afei Yisraelim. These were the political leaders of the thousands of numbers of Israel. These are the men chosen by God to work with Moshe Rabbeinu to inspire the people when they take the census several weeks before they embark on their journey to the land of Israel. One word about the order of the Shvatim, which will be our topic in the next Aliyot. The order seems to be first according to the children of Leah, and then the children of Rachel, and then the children from the Shvachot, but within the children of Shvachot, we have a very strange order. We begin with Dan, as we would expect, because he was the firstborn of the maidservants. But then we switch to Asher, the last son of Zilpah. And then we have Asher's brother, God. And finally, we have Naphtali at the end, the brother of Dan. We're going to discuss this interesting order when we deal with the change in order of the Shvatim, as described in tomorrow's Aliyah, when we study Sheni. Moshe then gathered together and took these men that God had singled out by name. They gathered the whole nation together on the first day of the second month on Rosh Chodesh Iyar. They organized themselves based on their birth according to their households. According to the numbers of their names, a head count of age 20 and up. What I was going to suggest, we're not counting the people for the first time, rather, based on the original Mispar Gugulotam, which was taken when they gave the first Machsita Shekel, before building the Mishkan, we reorganize the people and count them and charge them once again according to that first original census. Kasher Moshe, just as God had commanded Moshe, he charges them in the wilderness of Sinai as we prepare to embark on our journey. The word Vayifkidem is going to come up several times in different contexts in the book of Amidbar. Sometimes a Pekuda can be a command. Sometimes a Mifkad or Pekuda can be counting the people. And sometimes Lifkod can also be to remember, for God to remember someone and remember a promise like Hashem Pakadat Sarah. That word is so key in the book of Amidbar that Chazal have a different name for the book of Amidbar, and they call it Chumash HaPkudim. Why Chazal gave this name obviously relates to this opening section, but as we'll see throughout our study of Sefer Bamidbar, the verb Lifkod comes up several times and will carry a very important message.